There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, thank you for tuning into the Tuesday edition of the podcast. Happy Fourth of July to each and every one of you. So we celebrate this great Independence Day in America. We thank God for the freedom. Thank God for the freedom we have to be on the air. And uh, the freedom we have to preach the word of God, what a blessing it is. And it's still the greatest country in all the world. There's many that do not believe that or understand that, but we're still the greatest country. We still have freedom to preach. And when oppression is on every hand in every nation in the world, God has still kept us on the podcast, kept us in the churches, kept the doors open. How we thank the Lord for that. Yesterday, I talked about a little bit about Youth Week, the prophet it was that I felt to myself. And I have some young men today. They're going to talk a little bit about Youth Week as well. Just some testimonies, what the Lord has done for them, what the Lord has shown them. I have Timothy Asquith and P. Amos Cornelius with me again today. And they're going to talk about what Youth Week means to them. Timothy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Go ahead and tell us what Youth Week has meant to you, what it did for you this year, things the Lord has shown you in the last year you've been saved. Thank you, Brother McVeigh, for letting me speak on the podcast again. Youth Week is usually a time for me of some pretty hard condemnation and a time where I'm under a lot of conviction and I have to think about God. And being a fool so long, I do not want to retain God in my knowledge. But getting saved last Youth Week, a year ago almost, I uh, things change for me. It's all different now. And being in Youth Week this year from the very first service, Things started to become a joy and uh, sit there in those services and the preaching starts and you start to think of the wonders that Jesus Christ did for you, the wonders that he did in my soul, the benefits of God, and that being peace and uh, having a relationship with God more than just me knowing how wicked I was and how much I've rejected him through my life. Over the last year, it's kind of come to terms with me right after I had gotten saved. It was kind of this wonder at what even happened and how did this even happen? I couldn't even, I couldn't put it all into a sentence or into a paragraph. I, I couldn't have set it all together. But over this last year, the understanding that God and myself are on the same side of things for once has changed everything. There was a, a particular message that Brother Dale Morey preached during Youth Week, and uh, myself and a few of my brothers and a brother in Christ, a few brothers in Christ were put up onto the front behind him to encourage the man of God, to exhort him as he preached. And uh, that message helped me greatly. It helped me very deeply inside of me. I was able to be there and to just rejoice in Jesus Christ during the preaching 
which was all new to me. I would see preachers and men of God rejoice and say, hallelujah, amen, glory to God. And it all seemed like, man, that's great for them. And sometimes it was even exciting. Like, wow, I'm really glad my dad's enjoying himself right now because my dad being a pastor and a preacher for my whole life, I see this happen. But for the first time when the man of God would speak of the glory of Jesus Christ and the redemption of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus Christ, something would well up inside of me and joy would happen inside of me. And for the first time, I would say, thank you, God, for your benefits. Thank you for what you've done for me. And it was such a blessing. I'll tell you what was also a blessing is to be in youth week for the first time with my brothers in Christ. My whole family, I'm from a family of eight. I'm the very youngest. And my whole life, I've known I was wicked. I've known my brothers were wicked and my sister. But this last year, God has started to change things in that. God saved me. He saved my brother Stephen, my brother Carl, my brother Michael, my brother John, my brother Sam, and myself. He saved my friend Peter. And to be up there and to rejoice and thank God for what he's done, it'll change things, change things so quickly for me. It was just a glory. It was wonderful. And each message, uh, another, another pastor, preacher got up there and started to talk about how you need to reform yourself in Jesus Christ. Our brother Ricky Black preached and just taught how God will help you God will help you in this walk and how you can change these things. And you don't have to live like a sinner that you were and that you are. You can you can live through the strength that Jesus Christ provides. And that was a blessing to me, and it helped me. Thank you, Brother McVeigh. Dude, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Uh, Brother P. Amos Cornelius is with you. Some people know him as Peter. Peter's also going to share what the Lord has done for him this week. I'd like to thank Brother McVeigh for allowing me to speak again on his podcast I'm going to start by saying that early on when I got saved, God had wanted me to do something, and that was fast, and I always came up with an excuse for a reason not to fast. It'd be, we'd be going down to my brother's house after a service one day, and I'm like, well, it'd be rude not to eat food or something, so I can't, I can't fast on this day. I can't fast on a Sunday because everyone would notice. And I just, I, would, I could come up with an excuse of why I wouldn't fast, why I couldn't fast and everything. And God showed me throughout youth week that he had withheld some things from me that I wanted to do as a Christian. I wanted to be able to praise God in services out loud, but there'd be times where I, I would sit there in agony wanting to say something, but nothing would come out. And I, I couldn't figure out why. I, I was pretty sure it wasn't pride or anything. I said, they're like, no, I really want to say this. We'd be singing the songs of Zion that I love. I love the hymns that the church sings, everything. And I, I would not be able to figure out why I could not praise God in those things. And then as uh, Youth Week was approaching, a uh, man of God I respect greatly had told me that he doesn't really want to preach during Youth Week. So I had told that man, I was like, I'm going to pray for you every day leading up to youth week. And I, I did do that for him because I, I genuinely believe God had a message that he wanted that man to preach. But then that man, he got up and just said something. He didn't preach early on in youth week, but he got up and said something early on about people saying they're prepped for youth week. And they wouldn't fast, pray or read. 
And I'd done two of those things, but I didn't fast. And God just hit me that I did not fast. I was not actually prepped for youth week. I thought I was. So I was like, okay, it's not too late. This was on like Tuesday. I'm like, I will attempt to fast. And God opened up youth week like he never has before for me when I did that. I believe it was the service after that or two services after that. God put that man up to preach, and it's probably one of the most powerful messages I've ever seen. He allowed me, that was probably the first time I was ever actually able to praise out loud in church. And I'll say, I believe I made a fool of myself, but I wouldn't do it any, any different. Because I could actually praise out loud in church, say things out loud. God gave me the opportunity to do that. And then God also, that very night, gave me a care, a deeper care for my family. I ended up speaking to one of my siblings that night, and I just saw the depth of the deception in their lives. And he gave me a grieving the next day because I was sitting there thinking, as a man was preaching, that my family might never get the opportunity to hear, hear the messages that God blessed me with, blessed everyone in those services with. And it made me understand that, no, I, I need to pray better for my family. God commands that. He commands us to, he talks about, I forget the exact way of the verse, how it's quoted, but he talks about how they brought the sick and cast them at Jesus' feet. And Brother McVeigh has spoken about that before, the word cast. That's not something that they were always willing for. They cast them at their feet. So I need to cast my family at Jesus' feet. And that was probably the only sad message I actually had during it where I sorrowed. But most of Youth Week was rejoicing for me because I could see the goodness of God in all of it. And then we just had other things we spoke. And I believe there's a sin in my life that God left in there because I was, like I said earlier, not obeying him in one area. And God blessed me by giving me reprieve from that sin in my life. And I believe that if I keep obeying God, he will remove that sin from me completely. He also gave us the opportunity to go and speak with Pastor Haynes' wife, Mrs. Hain. And it's a woman I gr uh, greatly respect. I believe the prayers she gives hold quite a bit of weight in the ears of God. And it gave me the opportunity to just make a request of her, pray for some people I deeply care for. And I think it was God that gave me that opportunity during this youth week. It was just a wonderful week. And praise God that I was able to actually go into one and be saved. And I thank Brother McVeigh for allowing me to just give a piece of what God did for me this week. Well, there's many reasons why I've asked the young men to just testify of the goodness of God in Youth Week. One of them is it's 1138 at night and didn't have anything prepared, and they said they'd be willing to testify, and that makes it a whole lot easier for me. But at the same time, also, we want to just exhort others to understand that if you believe that Bible and get under preaching, not this mamsy-pamsy, limp-wristed, sissified, uh, watered-down garbage they call preaching today, 
not this uh, theological debating, but rather just preaching of the word of God. It will change lives. And thank God for the foolishness of preaching. And many, many years ago, I got into preaching. Many, many years ago, I got into the word of God. Men that would stand and they would preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. And God would change my life and change my life forever. This message I heard 25 years ago that I can still remember the gist of the message and have understanding. There's men that have preached. I don't even know the names of the man, uh, the names of the men that preached or the name of a man that preached and testified and spoke with the goodness of God. But it has changed me forever. And I thank God for the word of God. What God does in the youth week in New York is he takes some King James Bible believing preachers puts them together and has them preach to the young people. And we are all affected. I'll just close by saying what God did for me at Youth Week. God gave me victory in an area of my life that I've wrestled, I've struggled, and I needed victory in. The other thing God did for me in Youth Week is God let me sit back and enjoy the fruit of the labor. And I was able to sit on the platform and look around at people that have been saved in and around the ministry uh, because of an influence of our ministry people that we've labored over. And then one of the other great victories God did for me is let me see some folks come under conviction for the first time ever, where their faces could not hide the fact that God was dealing with them. And these are people we have prayed over, we've pled with God over, we have preached to, we've labored over. And these are some people that finally God is breaking through. Got a couple texts since Youth Week, got a couple phone calls since Youth Week. People troubled, troubled about their condition, troubled about where they stand with God and ask for prayer. And that's that's a great joy. It's a great joy to any preacher to know that God is stirring within hearts. And God, let us get just a little bit of taste of the fruit of our labor. And we thank God for that. We rejoice in that. Lord, we'll be back here on the podcast tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.